From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It is Honda Classic Week here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Can't wait to get out there. I'm going to the Pro-Am a little bit later today. Going to check out some of the golf action there. Just kind of, sometimes you just want to step out there and peep the vibe, see what the build-out is looking like. They say this is the biggest build-out they'll have. There's going to have, uh, have you ever been to Waste Management? I know you watch Waste Management on TV, Stone. It is a dream of mine, but no, I've not actually physically been there. They're saying that this build-out is going to contend with the Waste Management kind of feel because fans are going to be able to interact a lot more. There's going to be a lot more crowdedness around the holes. The field, maybe not as much, but it's. It, I think for sure it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun like every year is at the Honda Classic. Um, a lot of fun was had this weekend in sports. I know I called All-Star Weekend a dog bleep Monday topic. I know I, I've kind of been poo-pooing the whole thing, and, and I feel like it's fair because, again, when you're saying that five years from now when we look back on NBA All-Star Weekend, Salt Lake City, Utah from 2023, and we're saying, man, you remember when that G-Leaguer won the dunk contest with a 360? It's like... 540. It was 360. It was a 540. Whatever. It's just it's not good enough for me. It's just not good enough for me. I have a high bar when it comes to uh, things that are, again, heralded from my childhood. I'm very nostalgic when it comes to All-Star Weekend, and it didn't clear that bar. I'm sorry that I have not readjusted my expectations to expect less from the NBA. This is its weekend. It followed up on a Super Bowl weekend that was amazing. Amazing for me as a Chiefs fan, but still, still going to be dog bleep for me out of All-Star Weekend. But we want to spin it light. Uh, This is a weekend that provided us so much action from not just golf, not just the NBA, but also with the offseason movement in the NFL that we thought we'd bring something back here on Ken LaVica Live. And again, Ken LaVica out today traveling back from his coverage with FAU men's basketball, still nationally ranked. I don't think the new AP poll has come out yet. I'd have to double check on that. Still nationally ranked FAU men's basketball Owls, 25th in the nation. Ken on his way back, so it's just Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, and Stone Labanowitz in his place. And because he's out, and because we didn't have to ask permission, we're bringing something back. We're resurrecting it from the dead a few months ahead of Easter. We're resurrecting Listening Lunch here on Ken LaVica Live. And what that is, is we just, when there's a huge weekend, when there's so much to talk about and there's so many bad takes or good takes being spread out there on your airwaves, we want to save you the time of having to pick through it. You can't watch all of the talk shows. You can't listen to all of the radio. And you also might not watch all of the events. So instead of us forcing you to do that, we are your friends here on Ken LaVica Live. And we're going to give you an opportunity to listen to some of the takes, some good, some bad, and we react to them. And I feel like there's no better place to start Stone than with none other than Beaumont's very own Houston, Texas native Kendrick Perkins, who kind of antagonized me by giving NBA All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City an A grade. You know what? I went out there Thursday and I left on Friday because it was cold. And I was like, (laughs) I ain't really feeling Utah. But I must say, I got to give it an A. You know what, from the celebrity game with our good uh, colleague Richard Jefferson being a referee, a player, and a broadcaster all in one, all the way from the dunk contest, I thought that was spectacular. The three-point shootout was really, really great. And the all-star game was good. If anybody is saying anything less than that, they are they are hating 
I thought it was very entertaining. I thought people showed up and showed out in great fashion. And I thought all the events across the board was really, really good. And shout out to the NBA for putting on the hell of an all-star weekend. Now, I don't know what happened in the nightlife. I don't know if, <laughs> you know, it was if the bar stayed open a little late. That's not my concern. But watching from, from, watching from Houston, Texas, I must say I was very, very pleased for what I saw. He negated his own take because he had an opportunity to be there and watch it in person and chose not to. Bad take, Kendrick Perkins. Not a cold weather guy. Just chalk it up to that. (laughs) Wasn't really messing with Utah. But shouts to K-Perk getting it done, stepping up to the plate, telling Theo Dorsey to shut it down. Hater. He said he enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Terry from Delray enjoyed it earlier on. I mean, think about it. He was the second undrafted player to win an NBA dunk contest. This young man etched his name in the history books along with Jason Tatum. Who won what award, Theo? Kobe Bryant Award. The Kobe Bryant Award. Well, can we hear that then? Because this was a highlight from the weekend. Adam Silver giving Jason Tatum, who is a renowned Kobe fan, so much so that when he was playing in the NBA playoffs against the Heat Game 7, he wore a Lakers-colored arm sleeve with the 2-4 on it. This is one of the biggest Kobe fans in the league, Jason Tatum. And after scoring a double nickel, here he is accepting his Kobe Bryant Award All-Star Game MVP from Adam Silver, courtesy of TNT. Let me thank Salt Lake City and Utah for being tremendous hosts. Governor Cox, Mayor Mendenhall, thank you very much. To Gail Miller for bringing this All-Star to Salt Lake City. To Ryan and Ashley Smith for being fantastic hosts. We really appreciate it. And now for the MVP, I don't think there's much suspense. An all-time record, most points scored ever. The Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP trophy uh, to the, I'm sorry, the, the Kobe Bryant trophy for the Kia MVP, Jason Tatum. Adam Silver, get it right now. You know, Kia paid a lot of money. A lot of money to have their name shouted out there. And and, and, uh, and Adam Silver almost missed the mark. Jason Tatum was a bucket last night. And you know me. I love to gamble. Yep. I love to throw money down on certain stuff. Jason Tatum to win the MVP. The very first Kobe Bryant trophy was at 9-1. to one. I slipped up, Theo. I didn't get involved. What an easy bet. Wow. Wait, Which, this isn't the first one. They did it before, I thought. So this was the first or second Kobe yeah, Bryant trophy. early on, yeah. And who else but Jason Tatum to go off, right? There was probably two or three guys on the court that you know could catch absolute fire. That's Damian Lillard. That's Luka Doncic. And that's Jason Tatum. So bet on those three guys. You're bound to win some money. Jason Tatum with a 55 burger. It was awesome to watch him. But you didn't watch. Yeah. You didn't watch. I was cool on it. I was cool on it. I'm sorry. I watched the All-Star dunk contest and the three-point <laughs> shootout, and I realized... Yeah, we're mailing it in this weekend. I also realized that maybe not all the stars are there because it is Salt Lake City and there are guys that are hurt. I'm like, this is a, this is a very B-team-esque All-Star weekend. But You, you, you didn't know. enjoy Tyrese Halliburton getting buckets out there in the All-Star game? <laughs> hey, I, and much love to Tyrese Halliburton, a, a great ascension from where he was picked and what his expectations were, but I'm sorry, it's just not moving the needle for me. What would have moved the needle for me would have been a guy like John Morant playing in the all-star dunk contest and competing as a young guy, a high flyer, a guy who's shorter than Mac McClung and can jump higher and do things in the air that we haven't seen before. And here's some sound on John Morant responding to if he will ever participate in the slam dunk contest. Say that again. I'm not doing the dunk contest. <laughs> Lame. 
You're you're telling me, John Morant, your guy who we don't run from the smoke, we go up the chimney. Oh, I, I I'm not afraid of anybody in the West. I'm with the Grizzlies. I'm bad. I'm I'll, also talking all this on site, all this fake gangster stuff. Like you act so big and bad and bold, and you're afraid of Mac McClunk. You're afraid of Hamadou Diallo, Derrick Jones Jr. You should he should have two slam dunk contest trophies in his crib right now to go along with his most improved and rookie of the year. Because it ain't gonna be no no Larry OB. John Morant, get in the dang dunk contest. Stop acting soft. And then Draymond Green was asking him, Hey Ja, are y'all still fine in the West? And I thought that was expert stuff from Draymond. Here's that. Better as a trade deadline. I'm fine in the, are you still fine in the West? And also, uh, which teams are you looking at now and saying, like, you know, that team would have to be regular? Uh, definitely, you know, you got to look at Phoenix now with Adam KD. Obviously, we can't shy away from y'all. Uh, we know everybody knows y'all always in contention. Champs. Uh, still Boston, man. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still fine in the West. Still fine in the West. God. <laughs> so that's on TNT in the middle of the broadcast. John Morant being interviewed by Draymond Green, who might I remind you, though, you probably hear more of him on his podcast and see more of him on his takes on TNT. He is an active Golden State Warriors player still. He's a key member to that defending championship team. And John Morant had those comments. I forget who was interviewing. Was it a Taylor Rooks interview? Um, yes, it was Taylor Rooks. Taylor Rooks interview with John Morant. She's like, she interviews him five times a year where John Morant said, I'm fine in the West and started naming teams he was afraid of in the East. Since he said that, Kyrie Irving has moved to the West, to the Dallas Mavericks. Kevin Durant has moved to the West, to the Phoenix Suns. The Grizzlies have been slipping in the standings because of, well, some some maybe you can blame to people missing games, but also just, just a little down moment for the Grizzlies. Jared Vanderbilt has moved his way to the oh West. Oh, my gosh. D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell has made his way over to the West side. I mean, let's not forget those big, bad Lakers, I Theo. I, I, hey, just throwing it out there. Hey, Russell Westbrook has moved locker rooms in Staples Center. Okay? Watch out! All right? Like, John Moran is a little shaking in his boots now because, <laughs> remember, remember, in that interview with Taylor Rooks, he said he was fine in the West, didn't even mention the Warriors, didn't mention the Suns, didn't mention... Now, when Draymond Green, to his face, asks him, he acknowledges not just the Warriors, but also the Suns, and then goes back to the Sixers and the, and the uh, Celtics. He should also be worried about the Heat. Don't sleep. Mm. Don't sleep. I don't know if anybody... I know. Should really be worried about these Miami Heat right now. You know what people aren't worried about? Uh, guys like Jericho Sims winning a dunk contest anytime soon. Uh, on TNT on Saturday night in the maybe one of my... It was just a very mediocre dunk contest. Jericho Sims, Hater. big man for the New York Knicks. Big threw, man. Threw down a dunk. Uh, threw down a dunk. He did make the dunk. Um, that was, dare I say, unremarkable. Yeah, most definitely here. So this audio is going to be a little hard to follow, so you got to okay. paint the picture, Theo. He goes up for a dunk and ultimately wants his hand in the cookie jar, right? He's putting his elbow all the He tries the way to pull in. the Vince Carter. He tries to pull the Vince Carter. So that's what you're hearing, the aftermath, and then the commentary after it. But this is just an absolute face plant from Jericho yeah. Sims last night. It's called multitasking. Okay, let's see what you didn't do this at Carolina. Another arm in the ring. Oh, he's going to read the list. He was going to read it. He was going to read something. Let me see. Let's see what he got up there. 
Oh, that's weak. Oh. That's weak. Oh. No, I, I mean, so, stop. That's weak. I mean, this is New York City. That's yeah, weak. Yeah, yeah, Look at it. It's weak. The mailman is not impressed. All right. Now, let me let me paint the picture even further. I forgot about this key note here. Mm-hmm. Before Jericho Sims attempts this dunk, he puts a envelope on the net. He does it towards the bottom of the net. So if you think about a basketball rim, the rim is 10 feet tall. So if you're going under the net by about a foot or so, he clips the envelope right there. And when he goes up to dunk it, reminiscent of Vince Carter's arm in the rim dunk, where he put his elbow in the rim, just his forearm was in the rim. Jericho Sims tried to put his whole arm in the rim. Now, in doing so, he used his left hand to grab the net and he stuck his whole arm, his right arm in the rim. And he used that arm to then grab the envelope and open it up. Now, the problem was not only did he assist himself up there to get his arm in the rim, so that kind of cut his dunk a little short. He also just did an arm in the rim dunk in the last round. So that's why Kenny Smith says another arm in the rim dunk. Okay. All of that corny enough, right? Corny enough by itself. But then for Jericho Sims to open up the envelope that he pulls off the net and he opens it up and it says 50 on it. As in, that was a 50 dunk. And there was no movement from the crowd. Nobody moved a muscle. Guess what score he didn't get? (laughs) A 50. He didn't get a 50. Somebody made a joke on Twitter and said that dunk would have been way better if it was an arrest warrant for Karl Malone. Again, (laughs) again, not going to get into the details of that, but just if you want to Google Karl Malone and maybe the number 12, you can find out for yourself. Jericho Sims... You could you could have spiced it up a little bit there. Uh, outside of All Star Weekend, Stone, you said that there's a guy who became an All Star of himself over this past year, over the past month and a half, and that guy would be none other than John Rom. Where was he playing at this weekend? The Genesis Invitational out in Los Angeles. It's all about John Rom right now in the game of golf. In his last nine starts. Five wins, nine starts on the PGA Tour. Not an easy task. And you said within the past five starts itself, three wins mm-hmm. and no finishes outside of the top five. His level right now is something that a lot of golf fans have very few chances to see in their lifetime. The level that he's on. And mind you, Tiger Woods was also participating and playing somewhat well yeah. out in Los Angeles. But what John Rahm is putting on display right now is something that should be taken very seriously. Like I said, if you're a casual, tune in. Go check out some of the highlights. Follow him along this year because I think he stays red hot. I can't argue with it. But again, I would say I would have way more respect for the John Rahm run if he brought that run to Palm Beach County for the Honda Classic. Until he does that, I'm just not impressed. You know, I'll, I'm hitting the snooze button on John Rahm, but congrats to all of his success. Uh, let, let's shift focus here to the NFL, if you will, Stone. Though the Super Bowl wrapped up last weekend and my Kansas City Chiefs were crowned champions and all is said and done as we move on to the offseason, my franchise is good at the quarterback position. There's plenty of franchises that don't know what they're going to do next. So let's do our quarterback run here. And we'll start with Orlando Franklin on ESPN Game Night, who had some interesting things to say about not just the New York Jets, but also Derek Carr. 
Derek Carr is a durable quarterback. He does it the right way. If you're an aggressive coach, Derek Carr will be aggressive. Yeah. If you're a coach that says, hey, you know what? We're going to kind of put some parameters around you. We want to be more of a running football team, which I think the Jets want to be. They've invested some draft picks into our offensive line to beef it up, to get those guys moving forward, let those maulers do what they do. So I think that that's the philosophy. Robert Sala... He comes from that Shanahan tree. Yeah. He comes from that, hey, we want to play great defense, and we want to win football games with our defense, but we're going to do the play action to set up the deep pass. I look at all these things, and it's the, it's like a match made in heaven for Derek Carr. A match made in heaven, Derek Carr and the New York Jets. Now, we have a lot of Jets fans here in Palm Beach County and in the Treasure Coast, a lot of New York transplants who are having wet dreams about the thoughts of Aaron Rodgers. They are... Just just all over themselves thinking about having that man, that guy that's won one Super Bowl in two decades. Really great, though. Elite. Top 10 all-time at least. First ballot. First ballot Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers. Jets fans can't get out of their own way thinking about the potential of bringing Aaron Rodgers in. But Orlando Franklin on ESPN Game Night saying it's all about Derek Carr for the Jets. I think one Dominique Foxworth on Get Up would beg to differ. It's a risky game, and I think you take the risk, you take the gamble to go for someone like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. with the ceiling that he has. I think you get Aaron Rodgers, you automatically become like legitimate Super Bowl contenders. You get Derek Carr, you say, well, we got a chance. It's very different if you can get Aaron Rodgers, a healthy Aaron Rodgers, a focused, potentially motivated Aaron Rodgers. Those back-to-back MVP seasons we got to Aaron Rodgers was on the heels of him feeling disrespected by a draft pick. There's a chance that he goes on his darkness retreat and he comes out ready to scorch the whole earth because he gets if he gets moved there's a chance right there's a chance there's don't, always a chance don't even try to pick apart what d fox just did right there because it was on the money okay his back-to-back mvps were on the heels of being disrespected by a franchise what is going on right now in his darkness retreat he's gathering up all of that disrespect all of this energy you don't think he's gonna unleash it on somebody on the league he's right here theo yeah i mean we're gonna continue to do this with aaron Rodgers, and we're really gonna poke the bear i i hope we do honestly maybe that's what my intention is maybe i subconsciously want aaron Rodgers to be that elite level quarterback again to contend heavily in the nfl last year was a bit of a disappointment especially for packers fans and especially for somebody who wants to see more competent teams, especially in the NFC. It was a little bit of a weak NFC field. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the playoffs would have been good to see. He is the reason why we didn't get that. And Chris Canty thinks that even bringing Aaron Rodgers to New York, even bringing him to the Jets might not be the best idea because maybe he's not cut from the right cloth. Yeah. I mean, if Rodgers wins, the New York media is going to love him. If he loses, they're going to run him out of the town. But I I don't think it's going to be something that overwhelms him. The guy's 39 years old. He's going into his age 40 season. I mean, it's, you know, in playing, and here's the other thing that we got to say playing for the Green Bay Packers, when you're a quarterback for the Packers, that is a national team. That is a national brand. There's a lot of media that's focused on him. So I I don't think it's going to be something that's. You know, overwhelming for Aaron Rodgers if he comes to New York. I mean, listen, the antics, his his shtick, so to speak, they'll roll with it as long as he wins. If he loses, it's not going to be good for him. It's not going to be good for the Jets. 
That's true, and that's courtesy of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if he wins, it's good. If he loses, it's bad. That's any quarterback in the NFL. The difference is Aaron Rodgers and his disposition, his his ability to be not just condescending, but also a bit of an a-hole to his own locker room. Like, how I'm more so worried about, again, the Jets just had a guy in Zach Wilson who thought higher of himself than what he delivered on the field. Aaron Rodgers thinks the world of himself, and he should because he's that type of dude. He's proved it time and time again in the league. If he walks into that Jets locker room and five, six games in, the Jets are two and four, there's going to be a different level of discontentment, not with not with just him, but also the Jets locker room and the New York media. It's hard to not look at that side of it, Stone. Well, one thing they're used to that. Okay, starting off seasons two and four, yeah. being disappointed. Yeah. But a few other things here. Theo, how much does it annoy you when you hear some of these older, these out-of-shape guys on ESPN radio, on television, pull the old... You know, when I think about Aaron Rodgers, when I think... Like they, can't, they can't even speak. Chris Candy, get it together. Oh, my God. Another thing. When he talks about Aaron Rodgers' stick, yeah. shtick, Canty, you are the catalyst for this guy's shtick that you talk about. So when you're pawning it off saying that his shtick that he does is annoying and and a lot of franchises can't handle it or they're going to have to quote-unquote put up with it, you're pushing this narrative. Guys like Canty, guys like Chris Sims who who talk about how annoying and and how how much of a distraction he is to his team. You guys guys are Ken LaVica. Ken LaVica. (laughs) You're the one pushing this guy's shtick out there. If you didn't do that, if you just let this guy be a weirdo, it'd be all dandelions and roses, but it's not because we pushed this narrative about how big of a distraction this guy is when you got real OGs like Dominique Foxworth talking about this guy won back-to-back MVPs when he was being disrespected. Take it for what it is. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Poke the bear and he's going to wreak havoc on the entire league. Like You can have two approaches. One of them's lazy and one of them's acknowledging how good this guy actually is at playing quarterback and playing the sport of football. I will say this. Dandelions and roses, not exactly the type of flower that Aaron Rodgers likes inhaling. But close, maybe. I don't know. I don't know with flower, family, tree, how it works, but dandelions and roses aren't really his his shtick. Well, that's the strain. <laughs> the strain's called dandelion and roses. Yes, there you go. That's the strain of it. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers for you. I would not be surprised. Again, Aaron Rodgers, who is not locked into any of this uh, discourse because he is in his darkness retreat. Did he start it already? The darkness retreat? Oh, he's in the midst of it right okay. now, baby. Okay, I can't wait to see what he says coming out of the darkness retreat. That'll be fun for us. So your your thought process is Aaron Rodgers still the bell of the ball with quarterbacks and also he, he maybe the Jets is the perfect match. You think that this will be the way to go for Robert Sala and the Jets? Joe Douglas? Contraire. I do think that it's really the Raiders where I find, mm. where I see him having the most success. Yeah, yeah, I can see. And that. this is Jeff Darlington earlier this morning on Greeny, and I thought he would hit the nail on the head. So we've been doing all this Jets talk, but what about Big Davis? And what about Devontae Adams and everything? Here's Jeff Darlington. Well, there's th- certainly three factors here, and that is Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels, and owner Mark Davis. And I can tell you, starting with Davis, that he's wanted to make a splash at quarterback for quite some time. To the point where he would have loved to have seen Tom Brady join the Raiders at some point in Las Vegas. Ultimately, that never came to fruition. What is the biggest other splash you could make? Adding Aaron Rodgers. 
So let's take that to the head coach, Josh McDaniels. What's his relationship like with Rodgers? I can tell you, going back to his days with the Patriots, McDaniels has always put Rodgers on a pedestal. He has long believed that his offensive system can thrive with really any quarterback, but when you take an exceptional elite quarterback, it can take it to even another level. Throw in Devontae Adams into the mix, and you do have a trifecta that would suggest it makes sense for us to keep our eyes on Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders should the Packers decide to trade him. Two things right now. Jeff Darlington, number one, one of the better reporters in the NFL. A lot of times what he says happens, so I can definitely see Rodgers to the Raiders. Plus, you know, with the New York media stuff, sometimes when they're after a player, it gets over-talked about, over-hyped. Yes. Because they're the ones bringing it up versus actual reporters bringing it up. Number two, Big Davis. That was... uh. Mark Davis. I know, but like, is that what you call him? Big Dave? Yeah, he just shaved his... Like Big Baby Davis? He just shaved his head. So they call him Big Davis now? He's looking like a boss right now. (laughs) Okay. And Mark Davis is a boss. That's Big Davis right there. (laughs) Okay. I just never have heard anyone... Big Davis. You revere this man? Really? (laughs) (laughs) So on a scale here with Glenn, the Big Baby Davis, or or Big Mark Davis, I mean, I know where I'm leaning. I don't know about you. We all know where you're leaning. I mean, you went right for it. Big Davis. I'm like, okay, it's Stone. I can't wait to pound those guys. I can't wait to pound those guys. Hey, man, keep you away from Big Davis. That's all I got to say. How about we steer away from the NFL before you start... Mm. Showing your love for even more Davises mm. and whatnot. I don't know who else you have out there. There's Darren Waller. Big Gabe Davis. Big Gabe Davis. There mm-hmm. you go. Well, that'll be fun. Fun time for you and Gabe. Let's go to the NBA. Let's go right back to the NBA before we 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 turn the dial on what we're conversationing about here. We want to stick with the listening lunch on Ken Levick Alive. Kevin Durant, who he was the big move of the off of the uh, trade deadline in the NBA. He was the big move ahead of All-Star Weekend, going from the Nets to the Suns. And Kevin Durant has been heavily ostracized and criticized for all of the moves he's made because we don't see top 15 all-time players make the moves that he has made in his career. Free agency through trade, you don't see it as often. But Kevin Durant saying maybe what he's doing and what all of the movement in the NBA is doing is good for the league? I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I got in the 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 news hits that we got from me being traded Kyrie being traded just bring more attention to the league and that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention so um, I think it's great for the league to be honest teams been trading players and making acquisitions for a long time now when a player can you know kind of dictate where he wants to go and leave a free agency or demand a trade it's just part of the game now so I don't think it's a bad thing it's bringing more and more excitement um, to the game That is an interesting take by Kevin Durant. You don't hear players talk about it that way as much. And it brings, it it really for me as a fan of the game, it it brings me to a part where I'm I'm trying to figure out, is it actually good for the league? Is it good for the game? And I think that's what we'll have to ask, not just ourselves, but the fans out there. Do you like all of the player movement in the NBA? I mean, think about it from the most basic perspective here. Now fans of KD... Get to go buy a new pair of kicks. Get to go purchase a new Phoenix number 35 get to jersey. Or have to. Both. Both. So a lot they get of them to want spend more to. Money. And a lot of them have to. Yeah, you get to spend more money okay. on your favorite basketball player. Come on. I think it's good. 
You've done enough hating today. Yeah. Show some love. He broke down the fourth wall and told us how he really feels. You got to respect it. Uh, Probably also he's high doing that interview, which uh, he, he never fails to admit. Typically, he is. If you want to watch Kevin Durant and those sons, I know the perfect place to go. Calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can watch and catch all of the action. Don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's is voted the best sports grill year after year with their award-winning burgers and wings. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day, every day. With over 80 TVs in each location, you will never miss a minute of the game. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, our game, is always on. Is player movement, is player empowerment good for the NBA? Is it drawing up fan numbers and viewership is it making you more excited to watch games in the regular season and playoffs? Is player movement good, like Kevin Durant says? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. After the break, I'll tell you why. I don't think it is. KD might be wrong on this one. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. This is ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live. On ESPN 106.3. What a lovely Monday it is. What a lovely, lovely Monday it is, man. I I felt good on my little walk up. You know, I got dropped off to radio today. My car's uh, under the weather right now. So I got dropped off here. And as I walked up here to the Anna Jar and Levine studios to host Ken Levick Alive, I kept thinking, Stone, I'm like, this is a good day. It's a fun day coming off of what was a bad weekend at the All-Star Game and Whoa. the All-Star Weekend delivered to Stone. Happy, happy to be here on a President's Day Monday. It is a President's Day, right? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody out there celebrates it differently, but we gave away... <laughs> Wait. How do you think, it, I, no, for real though, do you think anybody's actually at home celebrating President's Day? I mean, I definitely think there are. What do you do though? Either you rejoice about the state of our country or you're the pessimist who says, and just screams at the sky. I think the people that are celebrating are just people that have the day off and they're celebrating the fact that they have the day off. But what are you really celebrating on President's Day? I'm not knocking the holiday. I'm thankful that. So many of my fellow Americans get the day off, but I just couldn't think of anything to rejoice about when it comes to presidents other than the dead ones on my greenbacks, you know, my dollar bills. Like, that's all I'm worried about. Not really so concerned with, like, what are we like, man, that that Grover Cleveland on a day like today, that Grover Cleveland just really gets me uh, excited. Like, I just can't, I can't imagine it. Well, that's us, Theo. Yeah. We're young. You're right. You're young. We have to address what Kevin Durant was talking about here during All-Star Weekend. Kevin Durant, obviously the blockbuster move of the year, going from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. So much player movement every year in the NBA. Maybe none bigger in the past three or four years than KD to the Suns in the midst of what is still kind of Kevin Durant's prime. And he had to say that the NBA is better when the player movement and the player empowerment and all of these trades and transactions are happening. Stone, you agree with Kevin Durant. Yeah, I do agree with Kevin Durant, right? It's something for us to talk about. It's something for us to tune into. When Kevin Durant makes his debut for the Phoenix Suns, I know you're going to be tuned in. I know I'm going to be tuned in. I think most of the basketball world is going to be tuned in. And when he goes off and when we realize how scary these Suns are, how is it bad for the league? The only problem, my biggest counter to this is, the, like, 
you can't just keep doing this, man. Like you, I want to be able to look back on this past couple of decades when I'm in my 40s and 50s and associate certain stars, certain trios, certain groups with franchises. Like with the Golden State Warriors, I'll be able to reflect on and think about the days of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and the revolving stars that came through the door and the role players. I want to be able to look back on even the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and think about the mainstays, Shaq, Kobe, Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, and then the people that revolved around them. You think about the Pistons. You think about the Spurs. They had a cast of characters, especially the elite of the elite, who were deeply associated with those franchises. And even if they moved on later in their career, like Shaq did, even if they moved on later in their career, like even with KG and the Minnesota Timberwolves, he moves on to the Celtics and even moved on again you still can associate that team with an era. Guys like Kevin Durant, who just keep changing destination, and then when they do it, always finding discontentment in it, wanting to be somewhere else. It just it to a, at a certain point, it just is a little blah. I mean, to say the least, his path has not been dandelions and roses, <laughs> and I, I think that's something that you have to acknowledge yeah. before you judge what's going on. Like he didn't anticipate his career going this way, going down this path, this avenue. Has been surprising to him. I'm sure he'll be the first to admit it. But to ask ourselves if it's good or bad for the league, I mean, think about it. If you are a pessimist, if you're somebody who wants to see Kevin Durant fail, if the Suns don't win a championship, this will 100% be the biggest failure of his career. So you nonetheless have something to look forward to. And it may not be in a positive light, but hey, get excited to see him fail because of the stuff you're talking about. You don't want to stay at home. You don't want to... He could have stayed in OKC. And that team right now could be a power with guys like him, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook when you yeah. want to dial the clock all the way back. So it really depends how you look at it. I don't think I'm here to judge somebody's path. Like I said, I'm sure he didn't anticipate his career going this way, but here we are. Make the most of it. I wish he would just make the most of it in the places that he's at. Like the fact that this move to the Suns, to me, finally is where I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be hating on it outwardly, but... At this point, like, I hope you stay in Phoenix for four or five years. I hope you're not going to, like, I hope you close your career there and not continue to be a mercenary who doesn't even feel like he's defining, like, he wasn't even the defining part of, I guess you could say he was. He won two finals finals MVPs. MVPs. But I'm just saying is then, like, when we look back and think on those Warriors, he just was a guy that swung in for a couple of years, won the finals MVPs, and left. When we think of the Warriors dynasty, it was Steph, Draymond, and Clay. What is KD's legacy going to be tied to? Sure, and and rightfully so. You're allowed to ask that question. Again, I would say this. If you're depending on whether it's good or bad for the league, you know, we just heard Draymond ask John Moran, are you still fine in the West? Can you tell me the first name that he brought up in regards Suns. to if it was the Suns? So, so now you have a Memphis Grizzlies team who all eyes are on when they play. They're appointment television. That's a really good basketball team. John Morant, one of the faces of our leagues right now at a really young age, is afraid of Kevin Durant and the Suns. It's something... To look forward to. It's something to put on your calendar. Like, oh, God, here we go. We got the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Phoenix Suns tonight. Cannot wait to see this. And there you go. Now you're getting what you asked for. You're getting more enticement in the moment. You're getting more headlines in the moment. But the question is, down the line, when we reflect on this era of basketball, how much of all of the movement hurts what we think about from this era of the league. How much of all of the movement, us not being able to tie certain players with certain feelings with certain franchises, how does that impact us as fans? If 
you have joint pain and it's affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We're going to go to break here on Ken Levick Alive. When we come back, come on. Are you serious? Are we really having this discussion again about player empowerment in the league? I'm just not buying it. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. This is ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It's President's Day. It is President's Day on this Monday. Who are you inaugurating the weekend winner? Who won the popular vote? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 is the number to call in and phone line. Oh, who we got right here? Is this Joe from Jupiter? That it is. I got Jupiter Joe on the line on Ken Levicka Live. Joe, who is your What's president up, that you're inaugurating today? I'll tell you real quick, but first, Stone, I got to tell you for my wife and me, thank you. I'll tell you why right now. It's been about eight days since the Super Bowl that I haven't had a chance to call in. But uh, you mentioned something before that on certain foods to eat. So for the first time in our lives, I'm 52, she's 48, we had bacon-wrapped asparagus. That was fantastic. Loved it. Shout out to you, We're going to be cooking that again, I'll tell you that. That's live. And that's because of you. (laughs) It's awesome. Anyways, um, well, you know, y'all mentioned I loved the All-Star game. I loved all the performances from all the players. The dunk contest was fantastic. But there's one sport y'all haven't mentioned that happened yesterday, and it's the Great American Race. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500, and it's been 199 races that he's raced in since 2017 since he's had a win. Wow. And so I think that's, that's pretty special, you know. Now, that's, I love the Daytona 500. It's the kickoff of the, the new NASCAR season. That's what gets me through to football, by the way. You all know, had a few segments a couple of, uh, weeks ago about what gets you through after, you know, football's yep. over. That's one thing that I enjoy on Sundays. Is and I got into that back in the mid late mid to late nineties, back when Jeff Gordon was winning everything. And then uh, once once basketball's over, I enjoy me a NASCAR race on Sunday for sure. That's so, anyways, Love that's it, my Joe. take. Appreciate awesome. it. Appreciate it. Great call there from Jupiter Joe. Got to shout out the NASCAR guys. I'm glad the Daytona five hundred went well. Uh, it's heating up out here as NASCAR season's heating up, and you don't want to get caught in the wrong side of the heat. That means if your AC go down, and now is the time to check the status of your air conditioner. The summer months, right around the corner. And for AC repair or replacement, you want to be ahead of it, not behind it. Don't wait until you need a repair or replacement. EDS Air Conditioning is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They are a train comfort specialist. It is hard to stop a train. Remember, EDS is yes. Family owned and operated since 2006. EDSairconditioning.com to check in and make sure you're ahead of the curve. Oh, this has been a fun day, Stone Labanowitz. Uh, Ken Levicka will be back tomorrow. Stone as well and me. For the rest of your day, have a good one. Peace. 
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It is Honda Classic Week here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Can't wait to get out there. I'm going to the Pro-Am a little bit later today. Going to check out some of the golf action there. Just kind of sometimes you just want to step out there and peep the vibe, see what the build-out is looking like. They say this is the biggest build-out they'll have. There's going to have uh, – have you ever been to Waste Management? I know you watch Waste Management on TV, Stone. It is a dream of mine, but no, I've not actually physically been there. They're saying that this build-out is going to contend with the Waste Management kind of feel because fans are going to be able to interact a lot more. There's going to be a lot more crowdedness around the holes. The field, maybe not as much, but it's. It, I think for sure it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun like every year is at the Honda Classic. Um, a lot of fun was had this weekend in sports. I know I called All-Star Weekend a dog bleep Monday topic. I know I, I've kind of been poo-pooing the whole thing, and, and I feel like it's fair because, again, when you're saying that five years from now when we look back on NBA All-Star Weekend, Salt Lake City, Utah from 2023, and we're saying, man, you remember when that G-Leaguer won the dunk contest with a 360? It's like... 540. It was 360. It was a 540. Whatever. It's just it's not good enough for me. It's just not good enough for me. I have a high bar when it comes to uh, things that are, again, heralded from my childhood. I'm very nostalgic when it comes to All-Star Weekend, and it didn't clear that bar. I'm sorry that I have not readjusted my expectations to expect less from the NBA. This is its weekend. It followed up on a Super Bowl weekend that was amazing. Amazing for me as a Chiefs fan, but still, still going to be dog bleed for me out of All-Star Weekend. But we want to spin it light. Uh, This is a weekend that provided us so much action from not just golf, not just the NBA, but also with the offseason movement in the NFL that we thought we'd bring something back here on Ken LaVica Live. And again, Ken LaVica out today traveling back from his coverage with FAU men's basketball, still nationally ranked. I don't think the new AP poll has come out yet. I'd have to double check on that. Still nationally ranked FAU men's basketball Owls, 25th in the nation. Ken on his way back, so it's just Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, and Stone Labanowitz in his place. And because he's out, and because we didn't have to ask permission, we're bringing something back. We're resurrecting it from the dead a few months ahead of Easter. We're resurrecting Listening Lunch here on Ken Levicka Live. And what that is, is we just, when there's a huge weekend, when there's so much to talk about and there's so many bad takes or good takes being spread out there on your airwaves, we want to save you the time of having to pick through it. You can't watch all of the talk shows. You can't listen to all of the radio. And you also might not watch all of the events. So instead of us forcing you to do that, we are your friends here on Ken Levicka Live. And we're going to give you an opportunity to listen to some of the takes, some good, some bad, and we react to them. And I feel like there's no better place to start Stone than with none other than Beaumont's very own Houston, Texas native Kendrick Perkins, who kind of antagonized me by giving NBA All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City an A grade. You know what? I went out there Thursday and I left on Friday because it was cold. And I was like, (laughs) I ain't really feeling Utah. But I must say, I got to give it an A. You know what, from the celebrity game with our good uh, colleague Richard Jefferson being a referee, a player, and a broadcaster all in one, all the way from the dunk contest, I thought that was spectacular. The three-point shootout was really, really great. And the all-star game was good. If anybody is saying anything less than that, they are they are hating. 
I thought it was very entertaining. I thought people showed up and showed out in great fashion. And I thought all the events across the board was really, really good. And shout out to the NBA for putting on the hell of an all-star weekend. Now, I don't know what happened in the nightlife. I don't know if, <laughs> you know, it was if the bar stayed open a little late. That's not my concern. But watching from, from, watching from Houston, Texas, I must say I was very, very pleased for what I saw. He negated his own take because he had an opportunity to be there and watch it in person and chose not to. Bad take, Kendrick Perkins. Not a cold-weather guy. Just chalk it up to that. (laughs) Wasn't really messing with Utah. But shouts to K-Perk getting it done, stepping up to the plate, telling Theo Dorsey to shut it down. Hater. He said he enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Terry from Delray enjoyed it earlier on. I mean, think about it. He was the second undrafted player to win an NBA dunk contest. This young man etched his name in the history books along with Jason Tatum. Who won what award, Theo? Kobe Bryant Award. The Kobe Bryant Award. Well, can we hear that then? Because this was a highlight from the weekend. Adam Silver giving Jason Tatum, who is a renowned Kobe fan, so much so that when he was playing in the NBA playoffs against the Heat Game 7, he wore a Lakers-colored arm sleeve with the 2-4 on it. This is one of the biggest Kobe fans in the league, Jason Tatum. And after scoring a double nickel, here he is accepting his Kobe Bryant Award All-Star Game MVP from Adam Silver, courtesy of TNT. Let me thank Salt Lake City and Utah for being tremendous hosts. Governor Cox, Mayor Mendenhall, thank you very much. To Gail Miller for bringing this All-Star to Salt Lake City. To Ryan and Ashley Smith for being fantastic hosts. We really appreciate it. And now for the MVP, I don't think there's much suspense. An all-time record, most points scored ever. The Kobe Bryant All-Star MVP trophy uh, to the, I'm sorry, the, the Kobe Bryant trophy for the Kia MVP, Jason Tatum. Adam Silver, get it right now. You know, Kia paid a lot of money. A lot of money to have their name shouted out there. And and, and, uh, and Adam Silver almost missed the mark. Jason Tatum was a bucket last night. And you know me. I love to gamble. Yep. I love to throw money down on certain stuff. Jason Tatum to win the MVP. The very first Kobe Bryant trophy was at 9-1. to one. I slipped up, Theo. I didn't get involved. What an easy bet. Wow. Wait, Which, this isn't the first one. They did it before, I thought. So this was the first or second Kobe yeah, Bryant trophy. early on, yeah. And who else but Jason Tatum to go off, right? There was probably two or three guys on the court that you know could catch absolute fire. That's Damian Lillard. That's Luka Doncic. And that's Jason Tatum. So bet on those three guys. You're bound to win some money. Jason Tatum with a 55 burger. It was awesome to watch him. But you didn't watch. Yeah. You didn't watch. I was cool on it. I was cool on it. I'm sorry. I watched the All-Star dunk contest in a three-point <laughs> shootout, and I realized... Yeah, we're mailing it in this weekend. I also realized that maybe not all the stars are there because it is Salt Lake City and there are guys that are hurt. I'm like, this is a, this is a very B-team-esque All-Star weekend. But You, you, you didn't know. enjoy Tyrese Halliburton getting buckets out there in the All-Star game? <laughs> hey, I, and much love to Tyrese Halliburton. A, a great ascension from where he was picked and what his expectations were, but I'm sorry. It's just not moving the needle for me. What would have moved the needle for me would have been a guy like John Morant playing in the all-star dunk contest and competing as a young guy, a high flyer, a guy who's shorter than Mac McClung and can jump higher and do things in the air that we haven't seen before. And here's some sound on John Morant responding to if he will ever participate in the slam dunk contest. Say that again. I'm not doing the dunk contest. <laughs> Lame. 
You're you're telling me, John Morant, your guy who we don't run from the smoke, we go up the chimney. Oh, I, I I'm not afraid of anybody in the West. I'm with the Grizzlies. I'm bad. I'm I'll, also talking all this on site, all this fake gangster stuff. Like you act so big and bad and bold, and you're afraid of Mac McClunk. You're afraid of Hamadou Diallo, Derrick Jones Jr. You should he should have two slam dunk contest trophies in his crib right now to go along with his most improved and rookie of the year. Because it ain't gonna be no no Larry OB. John Morant, get in the dang dunk contest. Stop acting soft. And then Draymond Green was asking him, Hey Ja, are y'all still fine in the West? And I thought that was expert stuff from Draymond. Here's that. Better at the trade deadline. I'm fine in the, are you still fine in the West? And also, uh, which teams are you looking at now and saying, like, you know, that team have to be regular? Uh, definitely, you know, you got to look at Phoenix now with KD. Obviously, we can't shy away from y'all. Uh, we know everybody knows y'all always in contention. Champs. Uh, still Boston, man. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still fine in the West. Still fine in the West. God. <laughs> so that's on TNT in the middle of the broadcast. John Morant being interviewed by Draymond Green, who might I remind you, though, you probably hear more of him on his podcast and see more of him on his takes on TNT. He is an active Golden State Warriors player still. He's a key member to that defending championship team. And John Morant had those comments. I forget who was interviewing. Was it a Taylor Rooks interview? Um, yes, it was Taylor Rooks. Taylor Rooks interview with John Morant. She's like, she interviews him five times a year where John Morant said, I'm fine in the West and started naming teams he was afraid of in the East. Since he said that, Kyrie Irving has moved to the West, to the Dallas Mavericks. Kevin Durant has moved to the West, to the Phoenix Suns. The Grizzlies have been slipping in the standings because of, well, some some maybe you can blame to people missing games, but also just, just a little down moment for the Grizzlies. Jared Vanderbilt has moved his way to the oh West. Oh, my gosh. D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell has made his way over to the West side. I mean, let's not forget those big, bad Lakers, I Theo. I, I, hey, just throwing it out there. Hey, Russell Westbrook has moved locker rooms in Staples Center. Okay? Watch out! All right? Like, John Moran is a little shaking in his boots now because, <laughs> remember, remember, in that interview with Taylor Rooks, he said he was fine in the West, didn't even mention the Warriors, didn't mention the Suns, didn't mention... Now, when Draymond Green, to his face, asks him, he acknowledges not just the Warriors, but also the Suns, and then goes back to the Sixers and the, and the uh, Celtics. He should also be worried about the Heat. Don't sleep. Mm. Don't sleep. I don't know if anybody... I know. Should really be worried about these Miami Heat right now. You know what people aren't worried about? Uh, Guys like Jericho Sims winning a dunk contest anytime soon. Uh, On TNT on Saturday night in the maybe one of my... It was just a very mediocre dunk contest. Jericho Sims, big man for the New York Knicks. Big man. Threw down a dunk. uh, Threw down a dunk. He did make the dunk. Um, That was, dare I say, unremarkable. Yeah, most definitely here. So this audio is going to be a little hard to follow, so you got to paint the picture, Theo. He goes up for a dunk and ultimately wants his hand in the cookie jar, right? He's putting his elbow all the way He tries to pull the Vince Carter. He tries to pull the Vince Carter. So that's what you're hearing, the aftermath, and then the commentary after it. But this is just an absolute face plant from Jericho Sims last night. It's called multitasking. You didn't do this at Carolina. Another arm in the ring. Oh, he's going to read the list. He was going to read it. He was going to read something. Let me see. Let's see what he got up there. 
Oh, that's weak. Oh. That's weak. Oh. No, I, I mean, so, stop. That's weak. I mean, this is New York City. Yeah, that's weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it. It's weak. The mailman is not impressed. All right. Now, let me let me paint the picture even further. I forgot about this key note here. Mm-hmm. Before Jericho Sims attempts this dunk, he puts a envelope on the net. He does it towards the bottom of the net. So if you think about a basketball rim, the rim is 10 feet tall. So if you're going under the net by about a foot or so, he clips the envelope right there. And when he goes up to dunk it, reminiscent of Vince Carter's arm in the rim dunk, where he put his elbow in the rim, just his forearm was in the rim. Jericho Sims tried to put his whole arm in the rim. Now, in doing so, he used his left hand to grab the net and he stuck his whole arm, his right arm in the rim. And he used that arm to then grab the envelope and open it up. Now, the problem was not only did he assist himself up there to get his arm in the rim, so that kind of cut his dunk a little short. He also just did an arm in the rim dunk in the last round. So that's why Kenny Smith says another arm in the rim dunk. Okay. All of that corny enough, right? Corny enough by itself. But then for Jericho Sims to open up the envelope that he pulls off the net and he opens it up and it says 50 on it. As in, that was a 50 dunk. And there was no movement from the crowd. Nobody moved a muscle. Guess what score he didn't get? (laughs) A 50. He didn't get a 50. Somebody made a joke on Twitter and said that dunk would have been way better if it was an arrest warrant for Karl Malone. Again, (laughs) again, not going to get into the details of that, but just if you want to Google Karl Malone and maybe the number 12, you can find out for yourself. Jericho Sims... You could you could have spiced it up a little bit there. Uh, outside of All Star Weekend, Stone, you said that there's a guy who became an All Star of himself over this past year, over the past month and a half, and that guy would be none other than John Rom. Where was he playing at this weekend? The Genesis Invitational out in Los Angeles. It's all about John Rom right now in the game of golf. In his last nine starts. Five wins, nine starts on the PGA Tour. Not an easy task. And you said within the past five starts itself, three wins mm-hmm. and no finishes outside of the top five. His level right now is something that a lot of golf fans have very few chances to see in their lifetime. The level that he's on. And mind you, Tiger Woods was also participating and playing somewhat well yeah. out in Los Angeles. But what John Rahm is putting on display right now is something that should be taken very seriously. Like I said, if you're a casual, tune in. Go check out some of the highlights. Follow him along this year because I think he stays red hot. I can't argue with it. But again, I would say I would have way more respect for the John Rahm run if he brought that run to Palm Beach County for the Honda Classic. Until he does that, I'm just not impressed. You know, I'll, I'm hitting the snooze button on John Rahm, but congrats to all of his success. Uh, let, let's shift focus here to the NFL, if you will, Stone. Though the Super Bowl wrapped up last weekend and my Kansas City Chiefs were crowned champions and all is said and done as we move on to the offseason, my franchise is good at the quarterback position. There's plenty of franchises that don't know what they're going to do next. So let's do our quarterback run here. And we'll start with Orlando Franklin on ESPN Game Night, who had some interesting things to say about not just the New York Jets, but also Derek Carr. 
Derek Carr is a durable quarterback. He does it the right way. If you're an aggressive coach, Derek Carr will be aggressive. Yeah. If you're a coach that says, hey, you know what? We're going to kind of put some parameters around you. We want to be more of a running football team, which I think the Jets want to be. They've invested some draft picks into our offensive line to beef it up, to get those guys moving forward, let those maulers do what they do. So I think that that's the philosophy. Robert Sala... He comes from that Shanahan tree. Yeah. He comes from that, hey, we want to play great defense, and we want to win football games with our defense, but we're going to do the play action to set up the deep pass. I look at all these things, and it's the, it's like a match made in heaven for Derek Carr. A match made in heaven, Derek Carr and the New York Jets. Now, we have a lot of Jets fans here in Palm Beach County and in the Treasure Coast, a lot of New York transplants who are having wet dreams about the thoughts of Aaron Rodgers. They are... Just, just all over themselves thinking about having that man, that guy that's won one Super Bowl in two decades. Really great, though. Elite. Top 10 all-time at least. First ballot. First ballot Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers. Jets fans can't get out of their own way thinking about the potential of bringing Aaron Rodgers in. But Orlando Franklin on ESPN Game Night saying it's all about Derek Carr for the Jets. I think one Dominique Foxworth on Get Up would beg to differ. It's a risky game, and I think you take the risk, you take the gamble to go for someone like Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. with the ceiling that he has. I think you get Aaron Rodgers, you automatically become like legitimate Super Bowl contenders. You get Derek Carr, you say, well, we got a chance. It's very different if you can get Aaron Rodgers, a healthy Aaron Rodgers, a focused, potentially motivated Aaron Rodgers. Those back-to-back MVP seasons we got to Aaron Rodgers was on the heels of him feeling disrespected by a draft pick. There's a chance that he goes on his darkness retreat and he comes out ready to scorch the whole earth because he gets if he gets moved there's a chance right there's a chance there's don't, always a chance don't even try to pick apart what d fox just did right there because it was on the money okay his back-to-back mvps were on the heels of being disrespected by a franchise what is going on right now in his darkness retreat he's gathering up all of that disrespect all of this energy you don't think he's gonna unleash it on somebody on the league he's right here theo yeah i mean we're gonna continue to do this with aaron Rodgers, and we're really gonna poke the bear i i hope we do honestly maybe that's what my intention is maybe i subconsciously want aaron Rodgers to be that elite level quarterback again to contend heavily in the nfl last year was a bit of a disappointment especially for packers fans and especially for somebody who wants to see more competent teams, especially in the NFC. It was a little bit of a weak NFC field. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the playoffs would have been good to see. He is the reason why we didn't get that. And Chris Canty thinks that even bringing Aaron Rodgers to New York, even bringing him to the Jets might not be the best idea because maybe he's not cut from the right cloth. Yeah. I mean, if Rodgers wins, the New York media is going to love him. If he loses, they're going to run him out of the town. But I I don't think it's going to be something that overwhelms him. The guy's 39 years old. He's going into his age 40 season. I mean, it's, you know, in playing, and here's the other thing that we got to say playing for the Green Bay Packers, when you're a quarterback for the Packers, that is a national team. That is a national brand. There's a lot of media that's focused on him. So I I don't think it's going to be something that's. You know, overwhelming for Aaron Rodgers if he comes to New York. I mean, listen, the antics, his his shtick, so to speak, they'll roll with it as long as he wins. If he loses, it's not going to be good for him. It's not going to be good for the Jets. 
That's true, and that's courtesy of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if he wins, it's good. If he loses, it's bad. That's any quarterback in the NFL. The difference is Aaron Rodgers and his disposition, his his ability to be not just condescending, but also a bit of an a-hole to his own locker room. Like, how I'm more so worried about, again, the Jets just had a guy in Zach Wilson who thought higher of himself than what he delivered on the field. Aaron Rodgers thinks the world of himself, and he should because he's that type of dude. He's proved it time and time again in the league. If he walks into that Jets locker room and five, six games in, the Jets are two and four, there's going to be a different level of discontentment, not with not with just him, but also the Jets locker room and the New York media. It's hard to not look at that side of it, Stone. Well, one thing they're used to that. Okay, starting off seasons two and four, yeah. being disappointed. Yeah. But a few other things here. Theo, how much does it annoy you when you hear some of these older, these out-of-shape guys on ESPN radio, on television, pull the old... You know, when I think about Aaron Rodgers, when I think... They can't can't even speak. Chris Candy, get it together. Oh, my God. Another thing. (laughs) When he talks about Aaron Rodgers' stick. Yeah. Stick. Candy, you are the catalyst for this guy's stick that you talk about. So when you're pawning it off saying that his shtick that he does is annoying and and a lot of franchises can't handle it or they're going to have to quote-unquote put up with it, you're pushing this narrative. Guys like Canty, guys like Chris Sims who who talk about how annoying and and how how much of a distraction he is to his team. You guys guys are Ken LaVica. Ken LaVica. You're the one pushing this guy's shtick out there. If you didn't do that, if you just let this guy be a weirdo, it'd be all dandelions and roses, but it's not because we pushed this narrative about how big of a distraction this guy is when you got real OGs like Dominique Foxworth talking about this guy won back-to-back MVPs when he was being disrespected. Take it for what it is. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Poke the bear and he's going to wreak havoc on the entire league. Like, you can have two approaches. One of them's lazy and one of them's acknowledging how good this guy actually is at playing quarterback and playing the sport of football. I will say this. Dandelions and roses, not exactly the type of flower that Aaron Rodgers likes inhaling. But close, maybe. I don't know. I don't know with flower, family, tree, how it works, but dandelions and roses aren't really his his shtick. Well, that's the strain. <laughs> the strain's called dandelion and roses. Yes, there you go. That's the strain of it. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers for you. I would not be surprised. Again, Aaron Rodgers, who is not locked into any of this uh, discourse because he is in his darkness retreat. Did he start it already? The darkness retreat? Oh, he's in the midst of it right okay. now, baby. Okay, I can't wait to see what he says coming out of the darkness retreat. That'll be fun for us. So your your thought process is Aaron Rodgers still the bell of the ball with quarterbacks and also he, he maybe the Jets is the perfect match. You think that this will be the way to go for Robert Sala and the Jets? Joe Douglas? Contraire. I do think that it's really the Raiders where I find, mm. where I see him having the most success. Yeah, yeah, I can see. And that. this is Jeff Darlington earlier this morning on Greeny, and I thought he would hit the nail on the head. So we've been doing all this Jets talk, but what about Big Davis? And what about Devontae Adams and everything? Here's Jeff Darlington. Well, there's th- certainly three factors here, and that is Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels, and owner Mark Davis. And I can tell you, starting with Davis, that he's wanted to make a splash at quarterback for quite some time. To the point where he would have loved to have seen Tom Brady join the Raiders at some point in Las Vegas. Ultimately, that never came to fruition. What is the biggest other splash you could make? Adding Aaron Rodgers. 
So let's take that to the head coach, Josh McDaniels. What's his relationship like with Rodgers? I can tell you, going back to his days with the Patriots, McDaniels has always put Rodgers on a pedestal. He has long believed that his offensive system can thrive with really any quarterback, but when you take an exceptional elite quarterback, it can take it to even another level. Throw in Devontae Adams into the mix, and you do have a trifecta that would suggest it makes sense for us to keep our eyes on Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders should the Packers decide to trade him. Two things right now. Jeff Darlington, number one, one of the better reporters in the NFL. A lot of times what he says happens, so I can definitely see Rodgers to the Raiders. Plus, you know, with the New York media stuff, sometimes when they're after a player, it gets over-talked about, over-hyped. Yes. Because they're the ones bringing it up versus actual reporters bringing it up. Number two, Big Davis. That was... uh. Mark Davis. I know, but like, is that what you call him? Big Dave? Yeah, he just shaved his... Like Big Baby Davis? He just shaved his head. So they call him Big Davis now? He's looking like a boss right now. (laughs) Okay. And Mark Davis is a boss. That's Big Davis right there. (laughs) Okay. I just never have heard anyone... Big Davis. You revere this man? Really? (laughs) (laughs) So on a scale here with Glenn, the Big Baby Davis, or or Big Mark Davis, I mean, I know where I'm leaning. I don't know about you. We all know where you're leaning. I mean, you went right for it. Big Davis. I'm like, okay, it's Stone. I can't wait to pound those guys. I can't wait to pound those guys. Hey, man, keep you away from Big Davis. That's all I got to say. How about we steer away from the NFL before you start... Mm. Showing your love for even more Davises mm. and whatnot. I don't know who else you have out there. There's Darren Waller. Big Gabe Davis. Big Gabe Davis. There mm-hmm. you go. That'll be fun. Fun time for you and Gabe. Let's go to the NBA. Let's go right back to the NBA before we 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 turn the dial on what we're conversationing about here. We want to stick with the listening lunch on Ken Levick Alive. Kevin Durant, who he was the big move of the off of the uh, trade deadline in the NBA. He was the big move ahead of All-Star Weekend, going from the Nets to the Suns. And Kevin Durant has been heavily ostracized and criticized for all of the moves he's made because we don't see top 15 all-time players make the moves that he has made in his career. Free agency through trade, you don't see it as often. But Kevin Durant saying maybe what he's doing and what all of the movement in the NBA is doing is good for the league. I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. More people are more excited. The tweets that I got in the 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 news hits that we got from me being traded Kyrie being traded just bring more attention to the league and that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention so um, I think it's great for the league to be honest teams been trading players and making acquisitions for a long time now when a player can you know kind of dictate where he wants to go and leave a free agency or demand a trade it's just part of the game now so I don't think it's a bad thing it's bringing more and more excitement um, to the game That is an interesting take by Kevin Durant. You don't hear players talk about it that way as much. And it brings, it it really for me as a fan of the game, it it brings me to a part where I'm I'm trying to figure out, is it actually good for the league? Is it good for the game? And I think that's what we'll have to ask, not just ourselves, but the fans out there. Do you like all of the player movement in the NBA? I mean, think about it from the most basic perspective here. Now fans of KD... Get to go buy a new pair of kicks. Get to go purchase a new Phoenix number 35 get to jersey. Or have to. Both. Both. So a lot they get of them to spend want more to. Money. And a lot of them have to. Yeah, you get to spend more money okay. on your favorite basketball player. Come on. I think it's good. You've done enough hating today. Yeah. Show some love. He broke down the fourth wall and told us how he really feels. You got to respect it. Huh? Probably also he's high doing that interview, which uh, he, he never fails to admit. Typically, 
he is. If you want to watch Kevin Durant and those sons, I know the perfect place to go. Calling all sports fans. Grab your MVP card and head to Duffy's where you can watch and catch all of the action. Don't have an MVP card? Sign up for free and start earning rewards today. Duffy's is voted the best sports grill year after year with their award-winning burgers and wings. Don't forget Duffy's famous two-for-one drinks all day, every day. With over 80 TVs in each location, you will never miss a minute of the game. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com to learn more. Duffy's, our game is always on. Is player movement, is player empowerment good for the NBA? Is it drawing up fan numbers and viewership? Is it making you more excited to watch games in the regular season and playoffs? Is player movement good like Kevin Durant says? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. After the break, I'll tell you why. I don't think it is. KD might be wrong on this one. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. This is ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. What a lovely Monday it is. What a lovely lovely monday it is man i i felt good on my little walk up you know i got dropped off to radio today my car's uh under the weather right now so i got dropped off here and as i walked up here to the anna jar and levine studios to host ken levick alive i kept thinking stone i'm like this is a good day it's a fun day coming off of what was a bad weekend at the all-star game and the all-star weekend delivered a stone happy happy to be here on a president's day monday it is a President's Day, right? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody out there celebrates it differently, but we gave away. <laughs> Wait. How do you think? It, I, no, for real, though. Do you think anybody's actually at home celebrating President's Day? I mean, I definitely think there are. What do you do, though? Either you rejoice about the state of our country or you're the pessimist who says and just screams at the sky. I think the people that are celebrating are just people that have the day off. And they're celebrating the fact that they have the day off. But what are you really celebrating on President's Day? I'm not knocking the holiday. I'm thankful that so many of my fellow Americans get the day off. But I just couldn't think of anything to rejoice about when it comes to presidents other than the dead ones on my greenbacks. You know, my dollar bills. Like, that's all I'm worried about. Not really so concerned with, like, what are we like? Man, that that Grover Cleveland. On a day like today, that Grover Cleveland just really gets me uh, excited. Like, I just can't. I can't imagine it. Well, but, that's us, Theo. Yeah. We're you're young. Right. You're right. We're, you're young. We have to address what Kevin Durant was talking about here during All-Star Weekend. Kevin Durant, obviously the blockbuster move of the year, going from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. So much player movement every year in the NBA. Maybe none bigger in the past three or four years than KD to the Suns in the midst of what is still kind of Kevin Durant's prime. And he had to say that the NBA is better when the player movement and the player empowerment and all of these trades and transactions are happening. Stone, you agree with Kevin Durant. Yeah, I do agree with Kevin Durant, right? It's something for us to talk about. It's something for us to tune into. When Kevin Durant makes his debut for the Phoenix Suns, I know you're going to be tuned in. I know I'm going to be tuned in. I think most of the basketball world is going to be tuned in. And when he goes off and when we realize how scary these Suns are, how is it bad for the league? The only problem, my biggest counter to this is the, like, you can't just keep doing this, man. Like, you, I want to be able to look back on this past couple of decades when I'm in my 40s and 50s and associate certain stars, certain trios, certain groups 
with franchises. Like with the Golden State Warriors, I'll be able to reflect on and think about the days of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and the revolving stars that came through the door and the role players. I want to be able to look back on even the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and think about the mainstays, Shaq, Kobe, Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, and then the people that revolved around them. You think about the Pistons. You think about the Spurs. They had a cast of characters, especially the elite of the elite, who were deeply associated with those franchises. And even if they moved on later in their career, like Shaq did, even if they moved on later in their career, like even with KG and the Minnesota Timberwolves, he moves on to the Celtics and even moved on again, you still can associate that team with an era. Guys like Kevin Durant, who just keep changing destination, and then when they do it, always finding discontentment in it, wanting to be somewhere else, it just, it to a, at a certain point, it just is a little blah. I mean, to say the least, his path has not been dandelions and roses. <laughs> and I, I think that's something that you have to acknowledge yeah. before you judge what's going on. Like, he didn't anticipate his career going this way, going down this path, this avenue has been surprising to him. I'm sure he'll be the first to admit it. But to ask ourselves if it's good or bad for the league, I mean, think about it. If you are a pessimist, if you're somebody who wants to see Kevin Durant fail, if the Suns don't win a championship, this will 100% be the biggest failure of his career. So you nonetheless have something to look forward to. And it may not be in a positive light, but hey, get excited to see him fail because of the stuff you're talking about. You don't want to stay at home. You don't want to. He could have stayed in OKC. And that team right now could be a power with guys like him, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook when you yeah. want to dial the clock all the way back. So it really depends how you look at it. I don't think I'm here to judge somebody's path. Like I said, I'm sure he didn't anticipate his career going this way. But here we are. Make the most of it. I wish he would just make the most of it in the places that he's at. Like the fact that this move to the Suns to me finally is where I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be hating on it outwardly, but at this point, like I hope you stay in Phoenix for four or five years. I hope you're not going to like, I hope you close your career there and not continue to be a mercenary who doesn't even feel like he's defining. Like he wasn't even the defining part of, I guess you could say he was, he won two finals MVPs. MVPs. But I'm just saying is then like when we look back and think on those Warriors, he just was a guy that swung in for a couple of years, won the finals MVPs and left. When we think of the Warriors dynasty, it was Steph, Draymond, and Clay. What is KD's legacy going to be tied to? Sure, and, and rightfully so. You're allowed to ask that question. Again, I would say this. If you're depending on whether it's good or bad for the league, you know, we just heard Draymond ask John Moran, are you still fine in the West? Can you tell me the first name that he brought up in regards Suns. to if it was the Suns? So so now you have a Memphis Grizzlies team who all eyes are on when they play their appointment television. That's a really good basketball team. John Morant, one of the faces of our leagues right now at a really young age, is afraid of Kevin Durant and the Suns. It's something to look forward to. It's something to put on your calendar. Like, oh God, here we go. We got the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Phoenix Suns tonight. Cannot wait to see this. And there you go. Now you're getting what you asked for. You're getting more enticement in the moment. You're getting more headlines in the moment. But the question is, down the line, when we reflect on this era of basketball, how much of all of the movement hurts what we think about from this era of the league? How much of all of the movement, us not being able to tie certain players with certain feelings with certain franchises, how does that impact us as fans? If you have joint pain and it's affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive, less invasive treatments 
with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We're going to go to break here on Ken Levick Alive. When we come back, come on. Are you serious? Are we really having this discussion again about player empowerment in the league? I'm just not buying it. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. This is ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive. On ESPN 106.3. It's President's Day. It is President's Day on this Monday. Who are you inaugurating the weekend winner? Who won the popular vote? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 is the number to call in and phone line. Oh, who we got right here? Is this Joe from Jupiter? That it is. I got Jupiter Joe on the line on Ken Levick Alive. Joe. <laughs> Who is your What's president up, that you're inaugurating today? I'll tell you real quick, but first, Stone, I got to tell you, for my wife and me, thank you. I'll tell you why right now. It's been about eight days since the Super Bowl that I haven't had a chance to call in. But uh, you mentioned something before that on certain foods to eat. So for the first time in our lives, I'm 52, she's 48, we had bacon-wrapped asparagus. Wow. That was fantastic. Loved it. Shout out We're to gonna you, We're going to be cooking Joe. that again, I'll tell you that. That's live. And that's because of you. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyways, um, well, you know, y'all mentioned I loved the All-Star game. I loved all the performances from all the players. The dunk contest was fantastic. But there's one sport y'all haven't mentioned that happened yesterday. It's the Great American Race. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500, and it's been 199 races that he's raced in since 2017 since he's had a win. Wow. And so I think that's, that's pretty special, you know. Now, that's, I love the Daytona 500. It's the kickoff of the, the new NASCAR season. That's what gets me through to football, by the way. Y'all had a few segments a couple of, uh, weeks ago about what gets you through after, you know, football's yeah. over. That's one thing that I enjoy on Sundays. Is, and I got into that back in the mid, late, mid to late 90s, back when Jeff Gordon was winning everything. And then uh, once, once basketball's over, I enjoy me a NASCAR race on Sunday for sure. That's love so, anyways, love that's it, my take. Appreciate awesome. it. Appreciate it. Great call there from Jupiter Joe. Got to shout out the NASCAR guys. I'm glad the Daytona 500 went well. Uh, it's heating up out here as NASCAR season's heating up, and you don't want to get caught in the wrong side of the heat. That means if your AC go down, and now is the time to check the status of your air conditioner. The summer months, right around the corner. And for AC repair or replacement, you want to be ahead of it, not behind it. Don't wait until you need a repair or replacement. EDS Air Conditioning is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They are a train comfort specialist. It is hard to stop a train. Remember, EDS is, yes, family-owned and operated since 2006. EDSAirConditioning.com to check in and make sure you're ahead of the curve. Oh, this has been a fun day, Stone Labanowitz. Uh, Ken Levicka will be back tomorrow, Stone as well, and me. For the rest of your day, have a good one. Peace. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
What a lovely Monday it is. What a lovely, lovely Monday it is, man. I I felt good on my little walk-up. You know, I got dropped off the radio today. My car's uh, under the weather right now, so I got dropped off here. And as I walked up here to the Anna Jar and Levine studios to host Ken Levick Alive, I kept thinking, Stone, I'm like, this is a good day. It's a fun day coming off of what was a bad weekend at the All-Star Game and Whoa. the All-Star Weekend delivered to Stone. Happy, happy to be here on a President's Day Monday. It is a President's Day, right? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody out there celebrates it differently, but we gave away... <laughs> Wait. How do you think... It, I, no, for real, though. Do you think anybody's actually at home celebrating President's Day? I mean, I definitely think there are. What do you do, though? Either you rejoice about the state of our country, or you're the pessimist who says... And just screams at the sky. I think the people that are celebrating are just people that have the day off. And they're celebrating the fact that they have the day off. But what are you really celebrating on President's Day? I'm not knocking the holiday. I'm thankful that so many of my fellow Americans get the day off. But I just couldn't think of anything to rejoice about when it comes to presidents other than the dead ones on my greenbacks. You know, my dollar bills. Like, that's all I'm worried about. Not really so concerned with, like, what are we like? Man, that that Grover Cleveland. On a day like today, that Grover Cleveland just really gets me uh, excited. Like, I just can't. I can't imagine it. Well, but, that's us, Theo. Yeah. We're you're young. Right. You're right. We're, you're young. We have to address what Kevin Durant was talking about here during All-Star Weekend. Kevin Durant, obviously the blockbuster move of the year, going from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. So much player movement every year in the NBA. Maybe none bigger in the past three or four years than KD to the Suns in the midst of what is still kind of Kevin Durant's prime. And he had to say that the NBA is better when the player movement and the player empowerment and all of these trades and transactions are happening. Stone, you agree with Kevin Durant. Yeah, I do agree with Kevin Durant, right? It's something for us to talk about. It's something for us to tune into. When Kevin Durant makes his debut for the Phoenix Suns, I know you're going to be tuned in. I know I'm going to be tuned in. I think most of the basketball world is going to be tuned in. And when he goes off and when we realize how scary these Suns are, how is it bad for the league? The only problem, my biggest counter to this is the, like, you can't just keep doing this, man. Like, you, I want to be able to look back on this past couple of decades when I'm in my 40s and 50s and associate certain stars, certain trios, certain groups with franchises. Like, with the Golden State Warriors, I'll be able to reflect on and think about the days of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and the revolving stars that came through the door and the role players. I want to be able to look back on even the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and think about the mainstays, Shaq, Kobe, Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, and then the people that revolved around them. You think about the Pistons. You think about the Spurs. They had a cast of characters, especially the elite of the elite, who were deeply associated with those franchises. And even if they moved on later in their career, like Shaq did, even if they moved on later in their career, like even with KG and the Minnesota Timberwolves, he moves on to the Celtics and even moved on again you still can associate that team with an era. Guys like Kevin Durant, who just keep changing destination, and then when they do it, always finding discontentment in it, wanting to be somewhere else, It just it, to a, at a certain point, it just is a little blah. I mean, to say the least, his path has not been dandelions and roses. <laughs> and I, I think that's something that you have to acknowledge yeah. before you judge what's going on. Like He didn't anticipate his career going this way, going down this path, this avenue has been surprising to him. I'm sure he'll be the first to admit it. But to ask ourselves if it's good or bad for the league, 
I mean, think about it. If you are a pessimist, if you're somebody who wants to see Kevin Durant fail, if the Suns don't win a championship, this will 100% be the biggest failure of his career. So you know. nonetheless have something to look forward to. Yeah. And it may not be in a positive light, but hey, get excited to see him fail because of the stuff you're talking about. You don't want to stay at home. You don't want to. He could have stayed in OKC. And that team right now could be a power with guys like him, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook when you yeah. want to dial the clock all the way back. So it really depends how you look at it. I don't think I'm here to judge somebody's path. Like I said, I'm sure he didn't anticipate his career going this way. But here we are. Make the most of it. I wish he would just make the most of it in the places that he's at. Like the fact that this move to the Suns to me finally is where I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to be hating on it outwardly, but at this point, like, I hope you stay in Phoenix for four or five years. I hope you're not going to, like, I hope you close your career there and not continue to be a mercenary who doesn't even feel like he's defining, like, he wasn't even the defining part of. I guess you could say he was. He won two finals finals MVPs. But I'm just saying is then like when we look back and think on those Warriors, he just was a guy that swung in for a couple of years, won the finals MVPs, and left. When we think of the Warriors dynasty, it was Steph, Draymond, and Clay. What is KD's legacy going to be tied to? Sure, and and rightfully so. You're allowed to ask that question. Again, I would say this. If you're depending on whether it's good or bad for the league, you know, we just heard Draymond ask John Moran, are you still fine in the West? Can you tell me the first name that he brought up in regards Suns. to if it was the Suns. Suns? So so now you have a Memphis Grizzlies team who all eyes are on when they play their appointment television. That's a really good basketball team. John Morant, one of the faces of our leagues right now at a really young age, is afraid of Kevin Durant and the Suns. It's something to look forward to. It's something to put on your calendar. Like, oh, God, here we go. We got the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Phoenix Suns tonight. Cannot wait to see this. And there you go. Now you're getting what you asked for. You're getting more enticement in the moment. You're getting more headlines in the moment. But the question is, down the line, when we reflect on this era of basketball, how much of all of the movement hurts what we think about from this era of the league? How much of all of the movement, us not being able to tie certain players with certain feelings with certain franchises, how does that impact us as fans? If you have joint pain and it's affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, our team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We're going to go to break here on Ken Levick Alive. When we come back, come on. Are you serious? Are we really having this discussion again about player empowerment in the league? I'm just not buying it. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. This is ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. It's President's Day. It is President's Day on this Monday. Who are you inaugurating the weekend winner? Who won the popular vote? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 is the number to call in and phone line. Oh, who we got right here? Is this Joe from Jupiter? That it is. I got Jupiter Joe on the line on Ken Levick Alive. Joe... <laughs> 
Who is your What's president up, that you're inaugurating today? I'll tell you real quick, but first, Stone, I got to tell you for my wife and me, thank you. And I'll tell you why right now. It's been about eight days since the Super Bowl that I haven't had a chance to call in. But uh, you mentioned something before that on certain foods to eat. So for the first time in our lives, I'm 52, she's 48, we had bacon-wrapped asparagus. Wow. That was fantastic. Loved it. Shout out We're to We're going to be cooking Joe. that again, I'll tell you that. That's live. And that's because of you. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyways, um, well, you know, y'all mentioned I loved the All-Star game. I loved all the performances from all the players. The dunk contest was fantastic. But there's one sport y'all haven't mentioned that happened yesterday. It's the Great American Race. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500, and it's been 199 races that he's raced in since 2017 since he's had a win. Wow. And so I think that's, that's pretty special, you know. Now, that's, I love the Daytona 500. It's the kickoff of the, the new NASCAR season. That's what gets me through to football, by the way. Y'all have had a few segments a couple of, uh, weeks ago about what gets you through after, you know, football's yep. over. That's one thing that I enjoy on Sundays. Is and I got into that back in the mid late mid to late nineties, back when Jeff Gordon was winning everything. And then uh, once once basketball's over, I enjoy me a NASCAR race on Sunday for sure. That's so, anyways, Love that's it, my Joe. take. Appreciate awesome. it. Appreciate it. Great call there from Jupiter Joe. Got to shout out the NASCAR guys. Glad the Daytona five hundred went well. Uh, it's heating up out here as NASCAR season's heating up, and you don't want to get caught in the wrong side of the heat. That means if your AC go down and now is the time to check the status of your air conditioner, the summer months right around the corner. And for AC repair or replacement, you want to be ahead of it, not behind it. Don't wait until you need a repair or replacement. EDS air conditioning is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They are a train comfort specialist. It is hard to stop a train. Remember, EDS is yes. Family owned and operated since 2006. EDSairconditioning.com to check in and make sure you're ahead of the curve. Oh, this has been a fun day, Stone Labanowitz. Uh, Ken Levicka will be back tomorrow. Stone as well and me. For the rest of your day, have a good one. Peace. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. It's President's Day. It is President's Day on this Monday. Who are you inaugurating the weekend winner? Who won the popular vote? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 is the number to call in and phone line oh, who we got right here is this joe from jupiter that it is i got jupiter joe on the line on ken levicka live joe who is your What's president up, that you're inaugurating today i'll tell you real quick but first stone i gotta tell you for my wife and me thank you and i'll tell you right why right now it's been about eight days since the super bowl that i haven't had a chance to call in but uh, you mentioned something before that on certain foods to eat so for the first time in our lives, I'm 52, she's 48, we had bacon-wrapped asparagus. Wow. That was fantastic. Loved it. Shout out We're to gonna you, We're going to be cooking Joe. that again, I'll tell you that. That's live. And that's because of you. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyways, um, well, you know, y'all mentioned I loved the All-Star game. I loved all the performances from all the players. The dunk contest was fantastic. But there's one sport y'all haven't mentioned that happened yesterday. It's the Great American Race. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500, and it's been 199 races that he's raced in since 2017 since he's had a win. Wow. And so I think that's, that's pretty special, you know. Now, 
That's, I love the Daytona 500. It's the kickoff of the, the new NASCAR season. That's what gets me through to football, by the way. You all know, had a few segments a couple uh, weeks ago about what gets you through after, you know, football's yep. over. That's one thing that I enjoy on Sundays. Is, and I got into that back in the mid, late, mid to late 90s, back when Jeff Gordon was winning everything. And then uh, once, once basketball's over, I enjoy me a NASCAR race on Sunday for sure. That's well, awesome. Anyways, Love that's it, my Joe. take. Appreciate awesome. it. Appreciate it. Great call there from Jupiter Joe. Got to shout out the NASCAR guys. Glad the Daytona 500 went well. Uh, it's heating up out here as NASCAR season's heating up, and you don't want to get caught in the wrong side of the heat. That means if your AC go down, and now is the time to check the status of your air conditioner. The summer months, right around the corner. And for AC repair or replacement, you want to be ahead of it, not behind it. Don't wait until you need a repair or replacement. EDS Air Conditioning is a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They are a train comfort specialist. It is hard to stop a train. Remember, EDS is yes. Family owned and operated since 2006. EDSAirConditioning.com to check in and make sure you're ahead of the curve. Oh, this has been a fun day, Stone Labanowitz. Uh, Ken Levicka will be back tomorrow. Stone as well and me. For the rest of your day, have a good one. Peace.